Sox. Go, 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 go. Let's go, 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 White Sox. Chicago is proud of you. This is White Sox Weekly. The Chicago Baseball Conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox. 720 WGN. Good afternoon. Welcome in. White Sox Weekly indeed is on the air. Mark Carmen with you. So are you, Harry Tynowitz. Happy St. Patrick's Day, buddy. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to you, Carm. The White Sox getting ready to play some baseball. They're going to start the season pretty soon, you know. That's not bad. I got to tell you, right there, that's pretty solid for a older Jewish gentleman. It, well, why the older? It's, I, it's, I, it's, I, it's a cross between um, Mr. Scott from Star Trek and uh, Lucky from Lucky Charms. You know, Lucky Charms is a, uh-huh. is a great cereal. Oh, at the end, when there's just milk, and you get like the powdery refugees from the uh, blue diamonds and, and green shamrocks and white baseballs. I stopped by Deuces and Diamonds this week, Harry, to do a... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been following my 30 for 30, 30 teams in 30 days fan-sided Instagram videos previewing every who team. Who hasn't? Right, who hasn't, exactly I really right. like the one you did on the Supersonics. Yeah, uh, right. I didn't do one on the Supersonics, but I did do for... What team do you think I picked for St. Patrick's Day? I would I would say for St. Patrick's Day you pick the Oakland A's cuz they're green. Yep, that was the lack of creativity that I showed. I did go with the Oakland A's for St. Patrick's Day. You'll be seeing that tomorrow. All right. Uh, hey, welcome to White Sox Weekly. A lot of news this week uh, with Eloy being sent down. We're going to hear from Eloy, who talked to the great Andy Mazur, who is out in Glendale, Arizona. So we'll hear from Eloy in a little bit here. And um, uh, Dylan Cease is, well, of course, uh, we'll be starting the season Starting the season is the key. Well, we'll see what happens. But so uh, we got Ricky Renteria talking about Dylan Cease, uh, which was no surprise that he was not going to start the year with the big club. But uh, there are rule changes coming to Major League Baseball, Harry. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, and, and a couple of them I really don't like. Well, okay, so let's just really quickly here run down the rule changes, because you need to know this if you're a Chicago White Sox fan. Now, some of the stuff that I think that everybody will like. First off, inning breaks. This is uh, subject to discussion with broadcast partners, but as a broadcast partner right here at WGN Radio, I can't speak for upper management for Todd Manley and company, but I'm going to do so anyway. Uh, Inning breaks reduced from 2 minutes and 5 seconds to 2 minutes in local games, 2.25 to 2 minutes in national games. So 5 seconds on a local game, we're down, and 25 seconds in a national game, which hopefully the White Sox will be playing a bunch of in the coming years here. So that's not a ton of time, but... um, and the commissioner office also is retaining the right to take it all the way down to a minute 55. So less time between innings. Anybody got a problem with that? Harry? No, that's good. Outstanding producer Curtis Cook producing the program. You got any problem with that? I do not. Jen DeSalvo News, not at the news desk, but if you were there, you she would tell you that she doesn't have a problem. By the way, I have beef with Jen DeSalvo. We'll get to that in a minute. I, I'd like to say Jen DeSalvo is wonderful. She's amazing, but that doesn't mean I can't have beef. All right, the waiver trade deadline which would happen at the end of August, has been eliminated, Harry. The July 31st trade deadline is going to be the only deadline. I always thought it was weird that you have this trade deadline. Oh, but yeah, we got the waiver deadline, right, right, too. Right. You you still do tra- I, see, I think this will favor the really sharp uh, baseball executives, and I think we've got a sharp one in Rick Hahn. Kenny and Rick, I like the brain trust. I think this favors the White Sox. Well... 
It w- I see. I don't know if you can even pick out whether it it favors one team or another. It's really gonna. What it does is, are you in or are you out? You have less, so you have to make your decision earlier. You still have two months of baseball to play right. on July thirty first. So. Teams make uh, deals the last week of September. It's goofy as heck. Right, well, last week of August, right? No, so, I mean, I mean t- teams have made deals in September. Well, right. I guess that you could you could right. pick, you could pick up somebody who's not eligible for your playoff roster right. in September. Absolutely. But, but you could still add on to your playoff roster beforehand and make a deal with waiver guys. Normally, those guys are high priced talent that uh, everybody has an option to. Mm-hmm. Everybody passes because they're overpaid, and maybe a team who really is desperate will make a deal there. I never really had a huge problem with it, but I also thought it was kind of just an odd baseball quirky well, rule I, that didn't make sense. I like this. There's, there's a specific cutoff here. There is a uh, straight bris, and it will happen on July 31st, and that's it. <laughs> I do like a good straight bris. Is that how you had it? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you remember it well? Yes. I think, I think by the way, the greatest story, not to take us off the uh, new rule change, but the greatest story of a guy um, uh, switching teams and becoming eligible for the postseason is when uh, Fred Lynn a rookie of the year and MVP was traded to the Tigers and his plane was judged to be over Detroit airspace by the deadline. It made it by like minutes. Wow. Don't remember that story. Mm-hmm. What years are we talking here? Freddie Lynn did it to the uh, Tigers? Well, Fred, Lynn, Fred Lynn was like rookie of the year in 75. I'll have to double check what year this happened when he was moved to the Tigers at the break. Was this is this a uh, less Grobstein moment right now? Because it feels very Groberesque. Well, the difference is I've seen women naked within the last two months. <laughs> hey, that's what? not true, K- Kathy. Come on. Any rate, all right. Uncomfortable, officially uncomfortable. Good to, but that's that was amazing, Harry. Curtis is uncomfortable too. Everybody's uncomfortable, but also I really the enjoying the show. So does everyone. Uh, so do I. All right. So here's one where uh, we're going to get a comment from Ricky Renteria. Uh, on the the change that's going to go on in your bullpen, Harry. This the, this is the biggest one. This is the you one think I this do is not. The biggest. I disdain this move. This you, is a dumb move. This is a bad move. This is bad for the game of baseball. You think of all the great managers, all the guys that have sat in the dugout and and spat tobacco. This is just. But let, let's say it. It's dumb. See, okay, I think you're overreacting. But here, let me get to the rule first. It. You will now, when coming out of the bullpen. There is a three batter minimum for pitchers. So rule 5.10G is going to be amended to require that starting pitchers, this is starters too, and relief pitchers must pitch to either a minimum of three batters or to the end of a half inning. Okay? With exceptions for injury and or illness, if somebody gets the stomach flu out there, they'll let them out. So we do have the potential for cheating, which is always a potential in any level of sport, I would say, these days. But so, here's the thing. And here, let, let first, before I give my thoughts, let's get a thought from any somebody who actually uh, is in the game. And that is uh, Ricky Renteria, who is speaking to the media today on the three-batter rule. A pitcher's got to be good enough to face three guys, left, right, left. Man, uh, for me, um, listen, that, that just makes sure that we continue to uh, develop guys of quality that can do the best job on both sides of the of the box, you know. And uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It might, you know, limit some of the specialty type usage, but um, everybody will obviously ultimately end up dealing with the rule and, and doing the best and taking advantage of whatever they can, and we won't be any different. Right, so everybody's going to have to adjust, and 
what don't you like about it? You you enjoy. I, here I, comes the righty. Here comes the lefty. Here comes the righty. Let's take it. Let's take yeah. it. Yeah. You really? Yeah. I, I think that, that, that there's great strategy involved. I think that the the left handed specialist. It's not great strategy. It's total button pushing. Lefties up, bringing the lefty. Righties up, bringing the righty. But you don't have to do it all the time. Okay. I I I, I love the idea that if a manager wants to, he can bring in a lefty to face the other team's top lefty or. He can bring in a lefty, you know, and, um, you know, face, you know, just a key at a key moment, not the best lefty on the team, but at a key moment, he wants to counter that lefty. Some lefties hit better off righty, hit, hit better off lefty pitchers. So it's not always, you know, a hundred percent. It's not like it's, um, a world of absolutes here. Well, well I did a deep dive into the mm-hmm. numbers here, Harry, courtesy of the ringer. They do a great work over there. And okay. Only a handful of starting pitchers per year. Five in 2018, according to the Ringer, and no more than six in any season dating back to 20, 1925 would have violated the minimum. Okay, so starting pitchers were good. Okay, not that, now that probably doesn't surprise you all that much. No. Now, what percent of relief appearances during 2018 lasted fewer than three batters without ending an inning? How much? What percentage of the time would this rule have impacted the game last year, according to the Ringer, which uh. I'm sure is correct? Uh, I'm going to say it would have uh, impacted the rules 65% of the time. Only 4.7% Only 4.7% of relief appearances during the 2018 regular season lasted fewer than three batters without ending an inning. That includes any outings that might have ended prematurely due to injury. On average, outings in question occurred once every 3.2 games or 6.4 team games. So look, this does... You're telling you, me you that can, lefty, lefty you, specialists well, don't exist, you're well, telling well, me? Well, so here's the thing. There's two outs in the inning. Lefty's at the plate. You can bring him in. He faces one batter. Now the inning's over. Whoever you want to start the inning with next inning is fine. You can bring that same lefty back out there. You can go to a different lefty. You can bring in a righty. So it's only... It, it's it's If the inning ends, it can just be one batter still. So it's really not going to have that big of an effect. 312-981-7200. And I hate. There's a righty, there's a lefty, there's a righty, righty, left. I mean, like, why don't we just have a robot in the dugout? Do you remember? Well, if we did, we'd have to ask him, are you a robot? Okay, so do you remember Wade Herzog? He used to put his uh, left-handed relief pitcher into left field for a batter and 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 bring him back. Joel Madden does creative stuff like that. That's, uh, okay. I mean, you still might end up having something along those lines where that could happen. Uh, Perhaps you could have a guy face three batters, go to the outfield, come back in, something like that could happen. All right, quick timeout. If you're on hold, we'll get to you. 312-981-7200. Ricky had some interesting thoughts on Eloy. He had some interesting thoughts on Dylan Cease. And he was on the Steve Cochran Show as well. Plus, coming up after 4.30, yeah, what's going to be going on at the ballpark this year? We will let you know. Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing Brooks Boyer will be with the program right after 4.30 on 720 WGN. I think he's still got to go down there and continue to work like he was working here. Uh, find his rhythm continue to do everything he's been doing on the defensive side of it and just put himself on the path to you know being able to contribute here at some point and um, I don't I don't see any impediment just get yourself right and let's get ready to go Ricky Renteria the manager of your Chicago White Sox talking about Eloy Jimenez who did not have a great spring and he did Admit to slightly pressing, talking to the media, but uh, hey, he'll be 
down in AAA for a little bit, and then we'll look forward to seeing him at guaranteed rate field. And yes, uh, by the way, it is 11 days, 19 hours, 39 minutes, 56 seconds till opening day. Uh, so I'm counting it down over here, Harry. And it's deja vu. Uh, it seems like just last year the White Sox opened against the Royals. The White Sox playing the Dodgers right now, by the way. 2 nothing. your score in the bottom of the fourth. And just a reminder, that home opener is at Kansas City. Oh, not the home opener. The season, season opener. Season opener, excuse me. At Kansas City, March 28th. It's a 3-15 first pitch right here on 720 WGN. The Sox get an off day on the Friday, as per usual, just in case there's a rain out. And then they play a 115 game on Saturday against the Royals. A ton of day games to start the season, which is awesome. It's too cold. Don't play at night. That's how it should be. Thank you. Uh, hey, Ralph, you've been waiting patiently. Welcome to WGN. Carmen Harry with you. Go ahead. Hey, how are you? So here's the thing, all right? I, I read that rule just recently, and I thought, another stupid rule. Why do we need that? So hear me out. Okay. Maybe you'll give me enough time to have a conversation with you. Short one. If it only, as you claim, maybe. as the stats support it, only 4.7% of the cases all last year uh, were in violation or would be of that new rule, then why make it, all right? If 95% because, of Because, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's have the conversation yeah. here, Ralph, rather than the Ralph dissertation. Yeah. Let's, let's do go, it, do it, do it. Let's yeah. have some back and forth here. Because, Ralph, there were 760 mid-inning pitching changes last year. That takes a ton of time, and it's boring. That's why. Okay, so if it's just for time, all right, yeah. why not... Why not really speed it up if they're worried about, and I believe it to be true, if they're worried about the the uh, population of baseball fans kind of aging out and baseball going the way of the dodo, like dodo sport. Right. Um, why, not, why not go three pitches, three strikes? Really speed it up. My thought, though, is, all right, if only 4.7% of the time, so you could say, all right, it may save a ton well, Ralph, of time. Ralph, 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 what do you mean three pitches, three strikes? Yeah, you, Ralph. If the pitch, relief pitcher I'm, gets I'm sorry, three pitches? three balls, three strikes. I misspoke. Yeah, three, oh, three oh, balls, okay. Three you strikes. want to get rid of one sorry. more ball? Is that what you're saying? Why not? You know, the old Bill Vex thing, you know, three balls, three strikes. We could start like a one and one count like they do in softball. I personally would would, would uh, widen out the strike zone, Ralph. You like long baseball games, Ralph? You're a big guy, big fan of the four hour game. Doesn't bother you. You're not alone, by the way. If you do, I don't. You know, I I don't I don't I'm not a big fan of it, but I don't mind it either because they don't all go to four four hours. What, one last thought: if if the three uh, three better rule, my thought is all right. Four point seven percent of the time, so. It's maybe not a big deal, except for the time it may waste. Why not keep the lineup the same as well? So the card is known. Keep the same three batters, the same two. Don't take one tool away from the offensive manager and leave all the tools still because, available to that, the defense at the base. Yeah, but okay. And Ralph, really appreciate the call, and thank you for your thoughts. But that doesn't... Thank you, Ralph. That doesn't... Good call. The wheels are spinning in Carm's mind right Well, not now. really, because throwing up a pitch hitter, that doesn't take any extra time. I mean, I, right. it's I, not I, spinning on that thought. The, the, the way to, the way to uh, speed up games when pitching changes are made in the middle of an inning is to lessen the uh, amount of pitches a, a guy gets to warm up. Look, the average... Well, currently eight pitches, cut that down to four. That'd be fine, too. He's been warming up in the bullpen, right? Well, yeah, but... Okay, he's got to get used to the mound. Maybe you can cut that one in half. Uh, listen, my biggest thing is 
Guy, guy gets in the batter's box. You are not allowed to step out with both feet. You can step out with one. You can look down to the third base coach with one. You can readjust your stuff with one foot out. But you don't get to step out, fix your batting gloves, fix your cup, fix your this, fix your that. No, no, your at-bat has started. Get in the batter's box. And I also would expand the strike zone. Yeah, and, you know, when you're in the batter's box, that's really when you could use one of those cup holders. Uh so the average time, by the way, of a game is three hours and five minutes. Last year, it's the, the the longest that it's ever been. We don't need we don't need more. Listen, people, we all have less attention spans. We if there there, there are reasonable things that they can do to speed up the game. I think personally, myself, it makes sense. I I, I don't like the idea of a pitch clock. We can get into that too, but like your quick time out, we'll get into news with Jen DeSalvo, and then Brooks Boyer coming up after 4 30, 720 WGN. As I was going over the far fit carry mountains, I met with Captain Farrell and his money he was counting. I first produced big pistol. And happy St. Patrick's Day, happy White Sox Weekly, happy. Happy spring forward, Harry Tynowitz. It's so incredibly wonderful to have daylight when we leave here, even at 7 o'clock, although it's a short show today. Blackhawks and the Montreal Canadiens coming up. Chris Bowden is in the building getting ready for the pregame at 5.30. Big game. Big game tonight for the Blackhawks. The Canadians uh, sitting just a little bit outside the playoffs, last playoff spot in the East. They desperately need the game, but the Hawks are hot, baby. This is... uh, been very, very stressful slash enjoyable. They got the Coyotes coming on Monday. It should be good. Did you see your uh, favorite team? The uh, coach, both coaches got thrown out last night. Jerry Reinsdorf's other club. Did you see that game? I sure did. I was uh, watching Clippers and Bulls. Of course I was last night. And Jim Boylan, we can get into that. Uh, maybe we have a little time. At Boylan, Petra. Jim Boylan. Former NBA uh, star now in the marijuana business, Al Harrington, is going to be with us at 5 o'clock today, a little, well, right after the 5 o'clock. There's a lot news. of current NBA stars, I believe, to be in the marijuana business. Good for them. Good for them. Sox fans, our home opener, by the way, is uh, Thursday, April 4th at 1.10 p.m. versus the Seattle Mariners, be sure to arrive early to see the introduction of your favorite White Sox players and coaches in the Ford Drive Around. That's presented by your local Ford stores. Together, we'll go further. Purchase tickets today by visiting whitesox.com. Uh, Ricky Renteria was on with Steve Cochran this week, and mm-hmm. that interview is sponsored by Mazda of Orland Park and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. Uh, Steve did a great job with Ricky, as per always, and uh, Ricky was him his standard tremendous self as well. So let's uh, let's get a couple bites from this, Harry, uh, as we just picked out some of our favorite moments. Uh, and of course, Steve started out with you know asking Ricky on how he feels about the pitching staff so far. I'm feeling good about them. I think uh, Lewis, Lucas, and uh, and Lopi, and uh, you know the things that they've done and gained in terms of experience and knowledge over the last couple of years uh, are going to help them. Rodon looked fine. Um, you know, thank goodness. I knock on wood here, healthy and and uh, healthy, happy and happy and climbing, as uh, Coop says. So that's a new st- little statement there, Harry. Happy, healthy, and climbing. I like Lucas and Loopy. It is impressive. Can we hit that again one more time? I, lo- I love his. Uh, the nicknames. He's, he's now he's starting to call Coop Coopy. I don't know how I feel about Coopy. Uh, Coop's already got a nickname. Like Coop is Coop, Coop is his nickname. Coop is Coop. You don't need to nickname a nickname. Lopey is Lopey. Let me hear that again, Curtis. 
Healthy, happy, and happy and climbing, as Coop says. Oh, that part, yeah. Healthy, happy, and climbing. I like that. That's that's fine. That's dandy. And uh, and I'll tell you something, boy. If you could get Lucas Giolito solid all year, consistent, because last year was not a good year. It was a well. It was a good second half, I would say. He a was much better second half. He was fantastic at the end of 2017. He had that sweeping curveball, and that's what I want to see. I know he can be exceptional. And we've talked before about how much we both like Carlos Rodon. He's a beast. He's going to get the ball opening day in Kansas City. I think that the White Sox... And, and how about how about yesterday? How about um, striking out Manny Machado five times in the uh, for Santana in, in the uh, simulated game? I love that. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's he's uh I'm getting a lot of good reports we're seeing on Santana. Right. So he that, probably won't be there opening day, but he should be there like when the first first time they need a, a fifth starter April tenth, I believe. Is that right? You got that correct there? Double checking your work on that. April the Really? T- well I just gotta make sure we're uh uh-huh. April tenth. You are correct, sir. That is correct. Very good. La- that is the last game of the homestand versus the Rays. Very good. Good job, Harry. Mm-hmm. Look at you just knowing the schedule to a level that I didn't know it to. Why does that surprise you? Uh, hey, hold on a second. Don't you think I, the Rays logo... I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Schedule over Don't here. you think the Rays logo should be changed? To? A picture of Ray Romano. A picture of Ray Romano? How cool would that be? Where are you coming up with this stuff? To the Rays. Are you drinking again? Maybe. <laughs> All right, let's get, let's get Ricky on... Uh, let's get a little love for a couple of guys last year. Daniel Palka, Carlos Rodon. Yes, I think they have. I think uh, you're right. You know, Palka came in last year, kind of establishing himself as a as a big time uh, guy with pop. You know, we we hope to continue to have him uh, continue to pr- improve his defensive uh, skill set. He's been working very very hard. I know he was down for a little bit, but he's doing well. Uh, I do think that uh, Yuan. Uh, I expect Yuan to have a, a nice season this year. I think uh, Pito's going to be solid. He's uh, been working really hard through the through the year here this spring and uh, every. Everybody else that we have in camp has been doing a nice job, so we're just kind of uh, kind of rolling along and, and waiting for the season to start so that we see where we're really at. But I think every person that we've had uh, over the last couple of years is, is starting to take some strides, and, and obviously we look forward to the additions in the future. So, Harry, where do you want Yoan Moncada hitting in the order? I think I would hit him second. Okay. We've talked about it before. John Jay seems to be a leadoff man. Moncada, by the way, looked great yesterday. Clubbed a Cole Hamels pitch over the left field wall. Where do you think he hits in the lineup in two years? Next year? I'm hoping third. At some point, you hope. Right? Isn't that what you want from a Johan Moncada, is to be hitting third? Well, third would be fine. Second would be fine. Isn't third your best hitter? Well, I'm, so you don't think that Aloy's going to be your three-hitter? I think Aloy could be our fourth-hitter because think, he's going to be crushing homers. So, okay, here's how I look at it. Okay. If, if, you're, if you're not going to... If you don't see him as a leadoff hitter down the line... He, and he's, and he's lightning fast. And he hit leadoff a ton last year. Right. I think they're romanticizing that that's the spot that he'll be in. So, in my mind... Even if you have a veteran John Jay who's maybe more equipped to do it right now, I would still hit him leadoff if that's where you see him down the line. However, if you don't see him there, then put him second, third, fourth. If, if you don't see him in the top two, 
then I would drop him five, six, seven, and let him just get comfortable and hit. Okay. Uh, That's uh, what I would do. Uh, but if you see him in the top two, I would put him there because I think there is a little bit of a different approach when you're hitting at the top of the order, the mindset of being there. Batting order for 300. Tim Anderson. The dude could steal 40 bases this year. Yeah, but Tim Anderson is not a high on base guy. I, I like him. I like Tim Anderson down in the lineup. I okay, like him. I agree. So, but here, uh, let's let's see what Ricky thinks about where Yoan Moncada will hit in the in the lineup. I, I think I think we still are going to continue to roll with the matchup, uh, depending on who's starting and where we use him. But to to your point, he's made some some nice strides this uh, this spring uh, with his right handed at bats. Uh, versus lefties, uh, I still think that we have to try to manage that. Uh, we have, you know, in John Jay and some of the other guys, uh, the ability to be able to put them at the top of the order. But, you know, I'd like to ultimately see, to be honest with you, if Johan can can manage it uh, through both sides of the of the box, to see him in the two hole. Uh, I think that would be a good spot for him, and I think ultimately that's what what he will be. Look at that, Harry. How about it? Did you listen to that? Did you listen to the Johan Moncada comment? From Ricky Renteria on the Steve Cochran Show all by yourself before in, the show? In the two-hole? Yes. You did? Yeah, Curtis and I were in here before no. 350. Well, so, now, so now you're to now. That's not fair. <laughs> what? You, t- you asked me if we listened well, to it. Don't, but it's okay. But you we, were just you sitting here, we were sitting here eating Eli's cheesecake. You, you is, that, is that why the box is all open no, in there? No. Okay. See, work integrity to your fellow workers. If you take the cheesecake... You cover the box so people can have some fresh cheesecake when they get in there. Cover the box. You Close youngsters out there. See, people, people have the, the pizza at work. They leave the, they leave the box open. No, you, you close it back up. Keep the heat of the pizza. This is not rocket science here, team. I, I also think that you should put it in the refrigerator for everybody after, you know, maybe 30 minutes, and then it can last longer. Thank you, Jen. I agree. Also, that was that was for us. Jen even tweeted out, I got cheesecake for you guys right. this weekend. That's, that's why I was they excited. stole our cheesecake. Right, I was all excited I for the cheesecake. Jen. I blame Dane Neal and whoever else was here. This might, well, probably it was well, Dane's did fault. Did you also notice that the note said to WGN staff? Because I know we have a lot of guests coming in and uh, out, and I didn't know if they uh, look in our fridge. I think that was a little bit of an over overdue right there by you. Yeah, that no. just meant everybody take it. Well, I, you know, I would think that uh, guests more than anybody would be deserving of it. Personally, I think you should have got, taken a nice piece of aluminum foil, put a piece in there, and say, four at the car. I really didn't think there was going to be that many people here today. Uh, really? You're so tight with Maureen Shulman. I would just call her up and say, hey, next week, can I swing by and get, like, uh, six? No. Sounds like you know them very well. I've I've I used to know did, Mark. Did you or did you not have some of the cheesecake I, today? No, I didn't have any cheesecake, and it's Eli's cheesecake, the best cheesecake in the world. Okay. You know, you don't think I got all fired up? And right. then I go in there, and then there's one piece that's not covered. But I think, hey, you know what? Jen brought it in. You know what you could do? The 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 cake that has Stephanie's name on it. You could switch that note with the box that's uh, open. Oh, ho, ho. I wouldn't do that. I'm a very very respectful to upper management employee. Cochran would do it. No, he wouldn't. Roe would do it. He'd have his own. Happy birthday to Steve, by the way. He'd have his own beautiful cake. He wouldn't need to do that. Carm gets a cookie when it's his birthday. No, no, no problem. It's okay. That's what I deserve. I get it. Cochran has this huge, beautiful cake. A beautiful cake. It had poop emojis. No, it looked amazing. It looked so delicious. Who wants I, to eat I a ca- ca- Jen, who wants to eat a cake with poop emojis? I almost came um, in. That was a lot of frosting stacked up on top of those cupcakes. And I, maybe it looked like a poo emoji, but it just looked like heaven. I didn't even get like a good sugar cookie. I got like this like cardboard cookie. For your birthday? Yeah, Carm, here you go. Here's a cardboard cookie. It was it was left over from 
Mumpower's birthday. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I'll maybe bring in some treats next week. Thank you so much, Curtis. Yeah, we need to do something to help but, you out uh, here. Boy, at least, I feel badly. At least your name's on the birthday we, list. We went, <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you about that one. <laughs> Quick timeout. A little off the rails for a second here. Back on track. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Clearly, Harry and Curtis have been hanging out too much. Did you orchestrate this tune as well? White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Hope you're having a great Saturday. What tune? I can't hear it. What do you mean you can't hear it? Someone's talking all over it. Oh, I'm sorry. St. Patrick's Day weekend. You're kind of like this... Cuddly, beautiful, romantic man. All this, all wrapped up into one with, with, with baseball knowledge and everything else, too. Congratulations. And pockets full of surprises. Pockets full of surprises. We're going to hear from Aloy Jimenez in a matter of moments here. But first, Harry, what do you got over there? Carm, I want to remember, I want to remind everybody about Family Sundays. They feature tickets as low as $5 in the upper level, 15 bucks in the lower level, and parking's just $10, plus special family-focused activities located throughout the ballpark. Family Sundays are proudly presented by Coca-Cola. Grab an ice-cold Coca-Cola and enjoy the game. Visit WhiteSox.com slash Sundays to purchase your ticket today. And again, a reminder, the White Sox home opener Thursday, April 4th. 1 10 p.m. It's going to be a beautiful day. I talked to Tom Skilling. 75 degrees, sunny. That's what's going on versus the Seattle Mariners. First 20,000 fans are going to receive a White Sox long sleeve shirt presented by CIBC. Nice. It's a proud sponsor of your Chicago White Sox. CIBC Commercial Banking, Wealth Management, Personal Banking. Purchase your tickets today by visiting WhiteSox.com or calling 866-SOX-GAME. So, before he heads off to AAA for a little stint before coming up back to the big big league club, you would think at least, uh, I mean, everyone's got uh, the date marked off here, Harry. Are you paying attention when Eloy will be here? Eloy? Yeah, Eloy has to miss so many days in order to get one more year of control over him. Yeah, so I would personally it's buy tickets. If if I was a White Sox fan wanting to see the debut, if? I, I'm just saying if I was or if I wasn't, just, just reminding. April 26th versus the Detroit Tigers. Mm-hmm. Even if I wasn't a White Sox fan, Harry, if I just wanted to go see the debut... Sox tickets all. You don't need to be a diehard to go. Right. See, you know. And by the way, April twenty seventh is Jose Abreu bobblehead day at the old ballpark. That's true. Also on April twenty sixth is the White Sox tote bag. You've always been a big tote bag guy. You saying tote bag or tote bag? I said tote. Okay, because Al Harrington has tote bags. He's coming up after five o'clock. All right. So that's you would think that his first game is going to be at home. April twenty sixth is after the window where the White Sox will maintain control for another. Other year due to baseball's archaic rules. And with the Sox luck, it'll probably pour. It's not going to pour. We're not having that. That was last year. This year, it's all sunshine. Not one rain out all season long. All right, here is Aloy uh, down at spring training talking about uh, getting himself right at AAA and coming on back and playing for the big league club. Hey, Lambon. Lambon. Sorry, Bill. That's okay. My brother. Uh, your thoughts on uh, start the season in Charlotte? Uh, like 
I was uh, trying to compete for break with the team, but uh, I know that is a possibility. Um, and um, I'm accepting and I'm going to work hard. And um, when uh, they give me the chance, uh, I'm going to be the best player I can be. How would you sum up your spring at the plate? Uh, it was okay. Um, like I see the ball well, but like the result that was really good. But uh, I'm feeling good. You said uh, it was primarily timing issues. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, have you experienced it before? Uh, not really. It's uh, the first time, but uh, it was good to happen here in the spin training. What will you work on in Charlotte? Uh, I'm gonna work on all my all my game, like uh, defense, running bases, and uh, hitting. But you feel like you're close to getting to the majors, don't you? Yeah, I feel really close. The team talked at all about what they wanted you to focus on and what they wanted you to try to develop. develop. Don't get uh, hurt. No, they they just tell me uh, just keep playing hard. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we like it, and uh, just be a sample. Sometimes when, when players are trying to make a good impression, uh, you've already made a good impression. But coming here, it seemed like you know, the ex- expectations are are high. Was there any extra pressure that you put on yourself this spring that maybe you haven't? It was li- little bit. Um, I tried to do too much. Uh, I think that's why. I know good that, that I don't have that good results, but um, I'm gonna keep working and uh, I'm gonna try and control that. Were you surprised at all that uh, that the move they made this week was a little earlier than most of us expected? Uh, no, not really. So there we go, Eloy, getting ready to go to AAA. It's just tough, right? So, what do you got to work on down there? Not much. I'm ready to roll here, but uh, this, we know how this is what baseball does, and I'm going to go to AAA and not get hurt and try to be ready to come up right when they call me. He knew it was coming. Of course he did. Of course he did. And so, he's going to work on everything. He's going to play hard. He's saying the right things. He knows what's happening, and uh, you, you got to feel really good about this guy being a corner outfielder for this team for a long time, taking the Sox to the playoffs, Getting in all star games, uh, home run derbies for a million bucks. Got like that. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Hitting 400, 40 bombs. Let's just put all the pressure all the time on Aloy. But we look forward to seeing him up here whenever that happens. All right, that wraps up White Sox Weekly. We got one more half hour to be with you before Blackhawks pregame. Al Harrington, a very interesting guy was a solid player in the NBA for over 10 years, and then got into the marijuana business and is just thriving. So we'll maybe get some business tips coming up here right after the news on 720 WGN.